Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a Redneck Follow the World. We are your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today we'll be discussing your children must understand the word no. Episode 93. I'm excited. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a hard word to hear, you know, and it's hard to say it to your children because they're so sweet. They're so little and cute and you don't want to say no to that sweet little three-year-old i love saying no to other people's kids <laughs> to other people's kids <laughs> that might no. that might be sweet and fun no, <laughs> no, but it you know, no is such a dynamic word and oftentimes you just hear rejection and, and and think when you think of no you think rejection but there's a lot to the word no you know so you, you got this sweet little child but and it's hard to say no to them but as they grow older they must understand why it is important to understand the word no. I need to specify that no has practical applications. Like when someone asks you, is it hot outside today? And you reply no, because it's not hot. You know, that that's that was a very uh, functional use of the word no. But we're going to focus on the emotional maturing associated with the word no and its many purposes. So emotional maturing associated with the word no. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting because um, as far as like with the with no, it's such a power word, even as adults, mm -hmm. you know, um, with me being in sales, I've always been I had to reteach my mind, my mindset of like, don't don't you know, don't gi don't give up on the first no. So then I'm trying to teach this to my children as far as like, don't come at me with a yes or no answer or, or don't come at me with a yes or no question. Because you're going to get that. If you want truly an answer, you, you have to be able to explain yourself as far as like what is that you're trying to do. To be able to really understand the yes and really understand the no. So, which it's hard to do to little kids. They As they get older, they understand it better. But for little kids, it's because my toddler, he's in that phase where everything's no. <laughs> Except in Spanish. In Spanish, she loves C. C for. So whenever I want him to do something, I said, I said in Spanish, "Look, it is." I said, "C." I'm like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> Good. He's putting his shoes on. Yeah, now. yeah. It's like yeah. But if in English, it's like no, <laughs> no, Dada. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's it's funny. You you talking about that emotional um that emotional stability or the emotional like uh, grasp of the power of the no of the word no, and it's my my two year old he understands there's power behind it because he'll say it with force and power. No. Whenever something like if, if sister is doing something bad or something like that, it's like, it's like, no sister, like oh, yeah. stop. Not just a no, don't do that. It's a, it's a power word, which, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. And see, so he's getting it now. Like, no, that's just it. There's a wall. But when you have wisdom, you kind of start learning how to ask in different ways. When you have that maturity, you can kind of ask in ways where you're, you might get a no, but it's no with uh, maybe later, mm -hmm. you know, or something else. So, uh, so when they're young, it's important to guide them with basic functional use of the word no. So when you offer your child a banana and they're not hungry functionally, they'll say, hey, no, I don't want a banana. Like they understand its function. But there's, you know, and there's some health and safety examples for the word no. Uh, no, you cannot eat candy all day. No, you cannot touch the hot surface. These are basic no's that are obvious but necessary. 
And, and you naturally care for your children and want them to live a long, healthy life. So you need those safety no's. But they are important for children's emotional development because the child knows that candy will bring joy if they get to eat it. But if they eat too much, they'll become sick. Uh, touching the stove is actually a big adventure for a child because the child wants to be like mommy and daddy and the stove gets used every day by mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. So the child's not mature enough to understand how to use the stove and not injure themselves. So this lesson in no is very deep and important. It is showing them that they do not have the maturity or understanding needed to have those adventures. And that's kind of the first topic I want to focus on is you know, your kid they're, they're not touching that stove because they're fascinated with stoves. What they're fascinated with is mommy and daddy use that stove every day to make me macaroni and cheese. And maybe they want macaroni and cheese. You know, that, that stove represents stepping into maturity, and that's what they want. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. They, they want to, to I want to make that macaroni and cheese so I can be like mommy and daddy. And I can be one of them because that kid's constantly striving to be your equal. So when you're saying, no, don't touch that. Okay, do you stop there? Well, I hope not. I hope you're saying, no, don't touch the stove because it is hot. It will hurt your hand. It, there's boiling water. It could, it could scar you for life. You know, and, and there's all these terrible things that can happen with a child touching a stove. And this is just one example of many. But this is a very basic example that I think most parents go through that leads them or lends them the opportunity to say, hey, hey, here's a here's a here's a way I'm showing you this is a truth. You know, this is something where I'm trying to guide you. And you have an opportunity in that very simple moment to really open up. And I've pointed this out to everyone because I want everyone to think about situations where as they go through life telling their kids, no, are you telling them the why? Are you explaining to them the circumstance? Are you really using it as a means for teaching? Or are you just doing like you said and throwing out a hard no? <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's, that's kind of the thought behind this. Mm-hmm. Is there's a lot of growth here. One of the things is, as far as like with, the, with this topic, Ben, that really got me thinking and kind of a little bit convicted about as far as uh, my, my wife actually pointed this out. And I was like, man, she's right. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, am I showing my kids that I understand what no means? So when they're, when I'm tickling them and they tell me, no, dad, please stop. Do I stop and respect their no? When they, when mom, if I'm messing with mom and you know, and I'm like, and she tells me, no, please stop. Do I stop and listen to her? Do I, do I give others power of no? So do am I? And I was like, man, that's, that's kind of convicting because it's like here I want my no to be powerful and, and understood. And like, hey, this is when I say no, it means no, it means stop. It means it means don't do that. That wall has been put up and you don't cross that wall. But in me as a father, am I respecting your walls? Am I respecting mom's walls? Am I respecting my friend's walls? When they tell us, hey, don't do that. Oh, OK, I'm, I'm going to do that because you said no. So that's 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 been something I'm like, OK, wow, that's. I got to think about that. So thanks a lot, Ben. Uh, (laughs) uh, Because, you know, it goes back. And then you made a statement as far as uh, are you explaining the no? Are you explaining to them or are you just telling them like, no, you can't do that? Or is there because of this, this and this? And then two, it goes back to the philosophy 
are you having to use words to teach what you believe in? You know, because if your actions are not matching up with your words, then your kids are going to see you right through it and be like, that's a hypocrite. You know, that's telling me, no, I can't touch the stove because it's hot, but then he's doing it. So then, you know, you got to be able to explain it's like, well, I'm touching the stove because I understand how to use this tool. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. Not, I'm not I'm not touching it. And so if you just tell the child, don't touch the stove because it's hot. Well, you're touching it and it's hot and it doesn't hurt you. Yes. I've learned how to use the tool. I learned how to control the heat. And then plus my hands are a little more callous than you are. So where if I touch something hot, it's not going to burn me as, as, as bad as it's going to burn you. Your skin is not as, as, as uh, resilient as mine or as, as strong as mine. It will get. It's going to get there, but it's not there yet. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the thoughts that I had about that with that topic. And that's a great point you have brought up, too, about reinforcing the word no with your actions you know because if, if i'm telling my kids no don't do that and then they do it that could open to a whole nother podcast episode but I, I want my no to mean no i don't need my no to be a no don't do it but then argue with me for 20 minutes sometimes no is just no and you have to establish the wall but but when the time comes for me to give a, a, a lesson of some sort to offer some discipline or some knowledge or wisdom that no man that becomes a great opportunity you know it's not a bad one it's it's a learning opportunity and I, I think it's a great one to have but we we have other points to make as well <laughs> so i'm going to get into those we got too. time i we mean got, <laughs> we got time <laughs> well Make your other point, Ben. Okay. <laughs> as I take another drink. <laughs> well, as our our children become older, you know, older children, teenagers, and then moving into young adulthood, they will start to understand the dynamics associated with the word no. Because now it's not just a no. Like, like we're talking about no. Because you can tell your two-year-old no, and they'll listen for a little while. But if you don't reinforce it with no and here's why, or no, I will punish if you keep doing it, they don't start meaning something different to them as they get older in life. And, and so my nine-year-old daughter, she'll hear the word no, and she'll figure out a new approach to get her way mm -hmm. or a compromise. But she's learned what my no's mean. I've spent enough time talking to her that my nine-year-old knows when I say no, that's it. Like, that's it. It's dead. I'm not going to budge on it. But some no's are like, well, what if we do it this way? It's like, oh, okay. Well, now we're just communicating. But they're going to learn how that works out. And um, it's very important for them to kind of learn the dynamics of no. And, and a lot of this is also getting into reading people, you know, teaching your kids to understand what it really means. Like you're talking about in sales. When you, when you hear no, it's not always a no. It's just a no to the way you presented it. <laughs> and that's a big difference between feeding your family and not feeding your family. If you just quit every time you said no or someone said no to you, you'd probably be broke. You know, is that? Yeah. 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 You're exactly right about that. And it, it, oh man, it just got me thinking about that as far as uh, um, you said your child understands your no. Um, do you understand your nose as far as like how the power of it when whenever you're telling them 
whenever you're telling them, like, is it, how do you use the word no? That's kind of like my question for you. That's the, that's the thought that brought up for me. Okay. So the, how, <laughs> there's varying degrees. So there's just a screaming no. And they'll stop because I don't scream very often. So when I do, everyone kind of perks up and they're like, why is this guy screaming? He never screams. Uh, that's one where they just know to freeze. Uh, then there's a, no, we're not going to do that. This is why. And then there's just kind of the, well, I really don't want to do that right now. That means we could probably convince dad. <laughs> and, and that one's okay. But, it, and then there's just that, no, we're not doing it. I'm not going along with it. You know, this is the wall. So th there's four examples of how I use the word no in varying degrees of it. But I try not to just say no with no explanation. And I, and I try not to use the word no unless it's more of a function and a practical application as opposed to I don't want to make a decision no. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, can we do this? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, well, we're going to do it anyways. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> not that no, because sometimes parents will say no. And really, they just don't want to make a decision. They don't want to think because, you know, we're people too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's nice just to not have to think. So when they keep coming to you with all these questions, you don't want to just go, no, no, no. It's like, stop asking me. You know, I, I cut them off. I'm like, here's the root cause issue. I don't want to think and you keep talking. Just you need to figure out something to do so I could have some quiet. Because hmm. hmm. as far as like, you know, the, the with me, the word no, I don't like to just say it or do it like, oh, no, don't do that. No, or... It's more not a, or, cause it, it, I was, it, it, there is a negative aspect to it. You know, it's, you're being blocked, you're being stopped. It's, it's a wall. Um, and as far as for, for me, it's like, I, I like to remind my children, like, what I said. So if they're asking me, like, well, can we do this? What, I, instead of saying no, I was like, well, what did I say? I like to ask them, remind me, what did I say? Did you actually listen to me as to what I said? Because you're trying to convince me, but you don't understand. I'm, I'm already convinced in the situation. Or maybe in a situation where I'm not fully convinced. And then like I'll ask, like, well, tell me why you want to do it. Convince me. You know, so it's it's to me like the no is it's almost the last resort. Like, okay, you're not listening to me. No, you're not doing it. You're not. You, I'm, I've told you what to do, how to do it. No, we're not doing that. It, it, it's it's a it's a. You made such a good analogy about it. It's a hard no. It's a wall. A wall gets put up, and you're not climbing over it. And then, but because I do struggle with the thought, and this is something I'm with the with the topics you brought up, I struggle with the soft nose because it's almost like you're putting a soft a, a little baby gate, <laughs> but then your kids are big enough to jump over, and you're like, ah, that didn't stop them. Oh well, <laughs> you know it's like, you know, so that, that I'm like, okay, that's is that, am I just half-assing it as a parent, or you know, how could I do that better? Because then I don't want to teach them. It's like, oh, because there's there's still a wall, even though it's a small wall, and I want my children to respect that wall. Because I'm thinking about the scenario where, when they're older, and it sounds like, hey, don't do that. They listen because. You know, there's times when you don't have time to explain yourself. And if you don't do it in the younger years, when that moment comes where you don't have the time to explain to you why you can't do this, I'm like, 
don't go over there. No, don't move. You know, whatever it is, whatever the no is, they have to, you have to build the respect and the trust that they're going to respect your no, not to jump over it, no matter how small the fence is. Does that make sense? What I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense. Cause and and I've I actually had a friend give me a book when my daughter, my oldest daughter, was only two, and it, it was a parenting book, and it was talking about the word no and how you should say it as little as possible, and I I thought, well, how do you say no to a child as little as possible? They've got to learn to hear the word no, and then I started realizing, I can say not right now. I can say, I'll think about it, but I do not want to think about making a decision on this right now. And it doesn't matter if we make a decision now or later. So let's wait on it. And I tried to figure out when it's things that really don't matter, when it's not a big deal where they just need to hear a hard no and obey it. I try to figure out a way to not just say no and put that wall up. I try to figure out a way to softly explain why we're not doing that. Or just say, no, we're not doing it right now. You got to do something yesterday. You don't need to do anything today. You know, you got plans tomorrow. We're just going to hang out at the house. You know, that's a big thing. Can we go somewhere? Can we go somewhere? It's like, well, we don't have to go somewhere every day. Like, that's a real question that gets asked. Because my kids like going out and doing stuff. And that's great. They've got that little sense of adventure. But some days we just want to hang out at the house. And so we have to tell them, hey, look, we're not going to do anything today. You're going to be all right. You need to stay at home and enjoy the stuff you have at home. We'll go out and do stuff tomorrow. It's okay. But there, but I, I had to really work on not just saying no. No. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Like, and so I'm trying to eliminate that, as you said it so well, soft no. Like that's, that was a very well put uh, terminology for it. But it's it, it's taken a lot of work to get to that point to figure out how to say no without actually saying no. So with you, you, your, your dynamic in your household is a little bit different than it is in mine because my children are a little bit more closer in age, but you have a nine-year-old and then you have younger kids. How is the dynamic difference between your oldest and your younger ones? Does, does your oldest help with the young ones understand, teach the young ones like, hey, when dad says no like this, it means no. But hey, when he says no like this, we got a chance. Let's team up and, 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 and and get it get it to a yes. Have you have you had that or she doesn't explain like that. Okay. But she knows how to rally them against me. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to say, Okay, not right now, let's go do this other thing. And th- but she's like, I'm gonna come back later and get them. <laughs> she's teaching them. Which is fine. I don't have to teach, you know, teach that that to each of my kids because they'll they'll kind of fall in line and understand. Because I've spent a lot of more time with her, uh, just one-on-one time. But she knows how to rally them, and I'll have to say, I even said this last week, stop getting them excited for something that you can't provide. Because she would promise them stuff, get them excited in hopes of putting pressure on me. So I'd go, oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, no, you need to stop doing that, because I realized she was doing it. Oh, wow. She's very intelligent. She does not take no well. She just sees no as a, okay, for now. Which is because that's how I see no. <laughs> no is for now. You know, I, my, my wife now was my friend when I first met her. And she was dating a guy. And she's like, oh, I'm dating a guy. I'm like, now you are. <laughs> but 
I can still be your friend and talk to you and hang out with you. And she liked hanging out with me more than him. And then one Friday night, he ditched her and she's like, you want to go hang out? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) And we've been hanging out ever since. That's funny. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Good for you, Ben. Good for you. (laughs) So what other point you got? That was that was it. We're done. No, <laughs> no, we got more. We got more. I got more. I got more. Um, and so as we move into young adulthood, we really start to hear no, and people don't have as much compassion. You know, when you're little, they feel, oh, you're cute, you're little. I'll tell you yes more often. I'm not going to tell you no. As a teenager, they're like, oh, you know, you're still kind of young and cute, and you're trying and getting through life. You know, here you go, and you'll get your little things. But at young adulthood. This is where really having the wisdom to understand how to speak to people, it makes the difference because mm-hmm. you're really setting yourself up for the rest of your life. And so when, when you get to those, you know, early 20s, stuff like that, you're going to hear no a lot more often because uh, people don't have as much compassion and hearing no is standard when you become an adult. If you're an adult listening and you don't hear no very often, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> from from my position in life, yeah, because yeah. no is a pretty regular part of life. I mean, if you're a re- you must be a really good salesman, good salesman, or maybe you're just really attractive or something. I don't I don't know. Uh, so, for example, wait for it: the dreaded job interviews. Ugh, you know, job interviews. You go in, you're excited, you did your homework, you dressed nice, you got a haircut, you're just so ready for that job interview and then you hear no like you, you, you even when you think you nailed the you're like oh yeah i think i did really good and you're telling your friends and your wife and even even as a an older adult you got to go through this you know and everybody's like well how'd it go how'd it go you know we've been really thinking about you and stuff and it's like oh i think i went great and then a week later do you hear anything back about that job and everybody you excitedly told is like uh no, no, they they told me no. It was they didn't like me. No, know. they told me is like, uh, what job position are you applying for? Do you even know what you're applying for? <laughs> Had that happen to me one time. It was very embarrassing, but I was not really excited about the job, and I was like, I just need a job. And I was like, I came across as like, well, you're not gonna get a job here because we don't, I don't want somebody that just needs a job. They, they wanted that passion. Yeah. They wanted that fire. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and it's not that you were particularly the worst candidate, but they just found someone who was a better candidate for that job. You probably could have done it just fine and did a good job even, but they wanted someone with that passion and fire, you know? And, you know, and sometimes you learn more about a job and you have to tell the employer, uh, no. Uh, and, and because it's just not a good fit for you, you know, it, it, it's, it's a two way street. Cause now you got to have that wisdom to know how to say no and when to say no. And, uh, I, when I was a diesel mechanic, I interviewed for a job at this really awesome company. I had been wanting to work with them for a couple of years. I was really excited to, to, to work there. And they called me for the interview and they're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we can, we can really use you. We'll uh, start you off at, at this uh, like position and title based off of your experience and your education. I'm like, this is great. 
They said, we'll move you up to this position and this title, and it'll pay this and this and this. And like the money was there. Everything was good. I was thinking, this is going to be sweet. I'm going to love this. I was so excited. I just wanted him to finish the interview so we could shake hands and say, yes. And like, when do I start? Mm-hmm. And he said, the only problem, he said, now for this position, though, it's going to be on third shift. Like what was the time? What was the time frame for that? So third shift is is basically bedtime. So like eleven o'clock to seven a.m. or something. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that means you work at night and have all day to do whatever you want to do. Just sleep and not live a normal <sighs> you life. You don't need that. <laughs> but but I, I was so jazzed for this job. And he told me it was third shift. I had to go. Oh, I worked third shift one time have you ever worked third shift did you, did you actually you, you, you didn't take the job so you said no, no right? i you said told i had a, to say no you I told them a hard no I, well i didn't say a hard no i'm like is there any other positions available <sighs> on maybe a second shift or first shift it's like well first shift is for senior people how the heck do you have mechanic and third shift what what what, 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 what those mecha- trucks are running all the time oh diesel mechanic you're talking about big big trucks yeah, 18 wheelers 18 wheelers yeah okay big rigs yeah because those will break down in the middle of the night, too, because they're driving all the time. Well, and the drivers keep strange schedules because they have to deliver at certain times. So whenever they return is whenever you're That's subject to fix That's them. That's fascinating. Wow. So wow. they would have 24-hour mechanics working on their trucks because it was a fleet. Uh-huh. So it, it didn't matter that you wanted first shift unless you had seniority. Yeah, I'm over here sending like a third shift mechanic. What the? Oh, these are okay, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Big especially, trucks. Especially with our just-in-time uh, delivery systems we have in the here. This was a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's same thing. Um, man, that's cool. You know, one thing that it made me think about as far as the – with that, with the, you, you brought up the job interview and the importance of like – hearing the no and then being able to give the no as far as like from the perspective and it makes me think about our kids as far as the dating aspect Ben this is something that we didn't really discuss about and the importance as far as like understanding understanding the power of no because as a girl if I want my girls to understand when you tell a guy no it means no and he may try to jump over the fence because that's what boys are going to do. They're going to try to jump over the fence. And you better make sure that your no is a hard no. But it, it's really convicted me as far as like, am I showing them that my no is a hard no? And then really just getting rid of those soft no's. Those, oh, we'll, we'll hear you out. You know, I don't want to teach them that. Same thing for my boys. Like if they're dating a girl and the girl says no, I want them to be, be able to respect that and be like, no, she said no, you need to move on. The, the wall's up, don't, don't. Don't do it unless, I mean, are you wanting to marry her? Like in your scenario where you're like, I don't know. Did you know you wanted to marry her? She never told me no. I just knew that when I saw her, she was very attractive and I was very attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And you get the tinglies. Got, got, got the warm tinglies, <laughs> little butterflies floating around. And then, <laughs> but then when I talked to her and really got to, you know, get to know her I thought, oh wow she's really something she's yeah. a very special lady and so she never said no she just said well i'm i'm seeing somebody right now i said okay that's nice so she put up the softness the little fence there's a little well she little... said no correctly yeah she put she didn't even have to use a soft no she just said here is a reason 
And I said, well, I can get around that. I can deal with that reason. But, you know, it it worked out. <laughs> yeah, good. It worked out. Uh, but I never looked at a girl as, oh, well, I'm seeing somebody as a, as a, if they said no, I would respect a no. Yeah. Because I understand how it works. Okay, well, if you don't want me and I'm just a, if you're going to put a wall up, okay. But if it's like, well, I'm dating somebody, I'm like, okay. Because this is and like as far as like from my mindset and I guess coming more from a from even from like a sales perspective, the no is almost something like a wall you need to tear down. But you do have to respect it, especially when if the no is final. Um, and then that doesn't mean you don't ask other questions like, hey, well, let's well, can, can what if we do this? What if we do that? And like, but if the no is no, you have to be able to teach your children like this means no. And then also for them to understand that their no has power. That's the big thing that I've, I'm taking away from this podcast as far as like, am I actually teaching my children to, that their no has power? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's a great, it's a great, you know, because if someone's saying no, no, no in sales, at some point you have to respect it. You have to realize this person just wants one thing. I need to give them their thing and move them on. Because the only thing worse in sales than not getting the deal is making the person angry. Well, it, it's, it, you know, it's getting that forced. Yes. And I'm thinking about from like my children's perspective, like you go visit uh, family members and your little girl doesn't want to give their aunt a kiss. And then you're like, give your aunt a kiss. But she said, no, I disrespected her. No, by forcing her to give a kiss yeah. to somebody that she didn't want to. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I need to respect that. Like, look, if you don't want to give her a kiss, that's fine. And then, you know, let's talk about why you don't want to do that. Because my my oldest, she's very much a physical touch type of girl. She likes, she, oh, she kisses, hugs, she loves to snuggle. My second, no. Like, she's like, don't touch me, dad. No. Like, <laughs> I want to spend time with you, but don't touch me. Don't hug me. Don't like, but then she'll let me tickle. And she'll be like, tickle me. You know, but not. Not she doesn't want to like the she doesn't like the daddy snuggle. She's like, no, no, don't lay on my pillow. Like she's very particular. So I have to respect her and don't bring any shame because like, oh, you're not like your sister. Your sister lets me do this, this, and this. Cause then I'm teaching her to be, oh, you can't be an individual. You have to be like the rest of the crowd. So man, the power of no. It's 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 powerful. There's a lot to it. There is a lot to it. We could sit here and talk for weeks about the word no. I mean, it's, we really could. And well, it's it, it you know and just the negative connotation. There is the negative connotation as far as like you're teaching your kids, but then there's 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 that power to it when used properly, which goes back to the stove. If you touch the stove when it's hot, you're going to get burned. But if you learn to use the stove, you're going to make some delicious food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and as we, as we, so in closing, as we grow older, we start to learn, no, it's not always bad. It's just not getting exactly what we want all the time. The person saying no is rejecting you for some reason that's actually happening, but they have expectations for what they want. Just like you have expectations for what you want and you didn't meet their expectations and that's okay. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a maybe we need to regroup thing and, and figure out a new approach. So it is hard to hear no, especially if it's something you want. But as mature adults, we should be able to see the situation around us and have so much wisdom that we can ask in such a way that we hear no less and less. 
and we start hearing yes or at least some variation of yes. So at, at the beginning, you know, we mentioned the child who was not allowed to touch the stove because they were not mature enough to safely handle the stove. But like you said, as they grow in that maturity, as they learn how to use the stove, how to put the food together, they're making a delicious meal. And maybe they'll make it for you because you took the time to talk to them mm-hmm. and to help them. And because this is so funny <laughs> that we mentioned this because my daughter actually made me macaroni and cheese for the first time ever. Oh, really? On the stove this past week. Okay. She was like, Daddy, you want some mac and cheese? I'm like, yep. Did she get all the ingredients right? Not exactly. We were still working on boiling pasta noodles, so they were they were a little on the chewy side. But, okay. But I ate them. It was good. <laughs> it was That's such a such a dad thing to do for your daughters. Hey, you know, it's full circle though. Yeah. She's been working towards it. Yeah. And and you know, the adventure should never stop. We just need to mature so we are capable of succeeding in our journeys. You know? It's that's that's the way you just you just you just got to take these no's and say, okay, this is a good time for me to explain to my kids who I am. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of saying no is, well, I don't want to say no to you. I want to tell you what I've experienced. It's a great opportunity to let your children know things about you. Yeah, you know, and I guess my my closing thought that really I got from this, Ben, was no is a powerful word regardless of who it's coming from. My no is just as powerful as my children's no. So... I have to learn to respect them if I want them to respect mine, which thank you, Ben. Thank you. You've enlightened me. Hey, that's like, why I'm here to help you. I feel you. like I just got fathered by Ben. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> but for the rest of you, we'd like to thank you for listening to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We love you and we're proud of you.